everybody. Howdy, howdy, buzzards. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Sorry. It'll <laughs> never stop. My favorite part of it is the fact that you have such a nice voice. And then there's just me in the background. So it's like Buzz Killers. And then there's Nicole in the background. Like, buzz Killers. I think that you <laughs> sound better than me sometimes. Because you'll be, you'll like do it like, duh. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Buzz Killers. I feel like I sound like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then that just got really loud on the, on the recording. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Don't want to mean to um, burst your eardrums here. Apologize to your speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and your earbuds, maybe. <laughs> and just your ears in general. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. We already started drinking the wine. Can you tell? <laughs> that usually happens, though. We need to not pour it until we're, like, ready. Ready to start. We have this habit of we get into the pod room. We set everything up. We pour the wine. We sit down. We, <laughs> we sit down. We do, it like, a sound check. And then we t- we talk for, like, 45 minutes. In front of the microphones. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're recording, but we're like not. we're recording, but we're just talking to each other. Oh we do it every week. Well, yeah, we can't help it. It wasn't that long today. No, today we, wasn't we, bad. We, we talked so much the other day. We that did. <laughs> we talked a lot the other day. We hung out, and I, it was just like, boop, 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 for like The boys annoyed us, hours. so we disappeared to the pod room and just talked for like three hours. <laughs> Tyler said that he was downstairs watching TV with Ryan for 30 minutes, and then he fell asleep. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Tyler was like, I just played Call of Duty. I can't uh, believe he didn't even come upstairs and get us or anything. He's so he funny. just like let us have girl time. He's, yeah, he's he's great. He's pretty cool. Anyway, Nicole, what are we drinking? Oh my god, you guys. Okay, we this, love this. I'm already gonna. I am already going out on a limb here and saying this is one of my favorites that we've tried. Yeah, it is and one of my favorites. I just. I it's wanna, not too sweet. It's perfect. I'm gonna preface this with a huge ass thank you to <gasps> Mike and Lacey. Yeah. So we have uh, some uh, fans that has sent us like this sweet ass card and this adorable. It came in like a box and they put a huge note on the side that said, we love buzzkillers. If you follow our Instagram, you saw we posted a picture and they sent us this bottle of wine and guys, it's so good. It is so good. It's really good. Oh my God. Have a sip of it again. Okay. First of all, it's called Carrie (laughs) and I love that. And it's pink, so I think that's funny. I, it's like, and the best part is, it has nothing to do with, like, Carrie the movie. No. But, <laughs> but I mean, it still comes, like, as a spooky wine. Because just the implication of Carrie. And it's actually, well, and it's funny because it's from a place that sounds spooky. Oh, yeah. Fr- it's from, it's a Finger Lakes wine, guys. So this, I'm not sure if this is something that you can get, like, across the country. Sometimes you can get it shipped. Sometimes depending you can get on it shipped. By, by, by ten, blah, 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 I can't talk. But I hope so. Depending on the state. There we go. I hope so, because this is freaking good. It's really good. So it's from a place called Bellhurst Castle. Ooh. That sounds spoopy. But. Spoopy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the back of the bottle says, with magnificent style and grace, Carrie Collins created Bellhurst in 1889. Her polished soirees and her flair for the extraordinary earned her a reputation far exceeding many in the area. Carrie's castle on the lake became known for its beauty, charm, and romantic legends, which exist to this day. Crafted from a refined blend of vinifera and hybrid grapes, Carrie's blush blends notes of ripe strawberries with fresh-cut watermelon to be served Mm. with many charming guests. I love that it's about the founder of the castle. Right? 
I didn't. I love that. I literally, I read it before we started because I'm the person that I have to read. I have to read things <laughs> previously. Otherwise, I get really anxious. Yeah, I'm just like, let me do this. Off the <laughs> so <laughs> I was reading and I was like, oh, my God, it's about the founder. That's so cool. That, that makes it even better. So awesome. Thank it you, is, Mike and Lacey. It's such a cool bottle. This is a bottle I definitely want to keep. Yeah, we'll just put it over here. We've been keeping some of our bottles, guys. We have like, we want to, we want to have Tyler build us a shelf. And we can put it there now. Yes. You don't know where I'm pointing. The but wall. I did post a picture of us, like the recording room all in the, the aesthetic lighting today. You did? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even notice. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know how I love my uh, boomerangs? You do. I do love boomerangs. I think they're so cute. I love boomerangs. They're my favorite. Okay. But yeah, guys, that is the deliciousness that we are drinking We're today. So about again, it. thank you, Mike and Lacey, because we love you guys. Thank they, you. They said it was one of their favorite wines, and they and said we hope you love it as much as we do, and we do. God, do we love that? <laughs> we do. It's such it's such a different rosé. Normally, yeah. for some reason, rosés aren't as fruity as this, but I love it. I really, I can now that they now that they mention the watermelon, I can taste that. Uh huh. I can taste that. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> guys highly recommended and that's the tea <laughs> but um macy oh no okay <laughs> macy's not ready for this one guys uh, would you like to tell our audience what we are discussing today yeah <laughs> um okay begrudgingly <laughs> begrudgingly okay guys so um just big ass trigger warning right now from this, the start <laughs> this is um very hard to listen to it was hard for me to read and hear about um made me cry at one point <laughs> so um I'm only laughing at that because I was like ugly crying in my yeah. living room and Tyler was like what are you doing and I was just like this is horrible <laughs> and and he like just looked at me so confused so um <laughs> you, you texted me that you cried and I went the from, image of his face I like I started out excited about this case no I'm not like excited. I have so much to tell you about and I was like cool this is gonna be great I've never heard about this one and then you told me that you cried about it and I was like great i don't know if i want to hear about this case anymore <laughs> no i don't know if i want to talk about this case anymore Ma or guys preface this mama v already said she's not listening to this episode <laughs> if mama v backs out it's a bad one <laughs> it's not good um so as you guys know we are covering killer couples this month um Ooh. we've talked about carolyn fugit and charles starkweather and ray and Faye. What's our last name? Copeland. Copeland. Oh, I should know that because I like Aaron Copeland. He's like a famous composer. That was stupid. But I was so <laughs> having such a hard time with Ray and Faye. <laughs> I couldn't even do it. Um, but actually, I think this is our very first um, international case. Is it really? I think so. This is in the UK. This is a U United Kingdom case. Um, I don't even think I realized that we haven't done. I think it's all been US case. stuff. Until right now. Because I had Holy to look crap. up how to say all these names. I I think you're right. Guys. No, Russia. You did Dyatlov. Oh, I did do Dyatlov. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Duh. So, so, never mind. So, this is our second international case. I'm going to, like, hang a list of our own episodes in front of our faces when we talk. There's there, We're getting to, guys, we're getting to 30. You're going to have 30. I know. I went to type it. I always I always caption like the top of my notes and I literally had to type episode 30 and I was like, oh, holy crap, it's episode 30. I know. And guys, we're so excited because summer's coming and we're gonna have so much more time. Yes. So we can do some extra minis and stuff for you. We know that since like, what, Christmas time? We haven't done anything really. No. I mean, we started out the year and we threw like 
what we do like we did two minis in a row yeah we threw them right out yeah. yeah because we ended up having to push a week and it, things were crazy hectic from the holidays and yeah. everything and sorry we, ever since <laughs> we've been we've been almost playing catch up like with ourselves <laughs> yeah i'm like still i'm like having a i had a really good rhythm before the holidays of like yep. this is when i'm gonna start recording or like when we do the recording this is the i'm gonna give myself a day off and then the next day i'm gonna start doing my research for yeah. the next case and i will always procrastinate the hell out of it yep i started this on monday i don't know how i finished it i almost did not <laughs> i am for once very glad i chose to start early i, I did that early with the snedeker one I'm, i did that because i i that's how i ended up having to back out of doing the one case you had thought about Conjuring House. Conjuring the, House. I, I was like, what is it called? I backed out of doing the Conjuring because I didn't give myself enough time. So I, I saw the one I picked and I was like, this is going to be kind of a big one. So I started early and thank God I did because I'm only halfway through my notes and I've already worked for a week. I told you that I wanted to, to oh. that I wanted to do this one second so that I could finish all my notes in time yeah. and I waited to the last minute. It was my own <laughs> fault. Guys, working a full-time job in adult life is hard. <laughs> it's hard. Oh, help me. Because, like, you come home from work and you've stared at a computer all day. And the last thing you want to do is stare at a computer again. I, well, thankfully, I work, like, an evening type of shift. It, at late afternoon, evening. You're so, so I get the mornings off. And so. I am 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Directly staring at a computer all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm kind of moving around. But I also stare at a computer. Just mostly in the morning when I'm doing this. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna anyway, start right let's now. Let's dive into this one. We are talking today, you guys, about Fred and Rosemary West and their House of Horrors. Bum, bum, bum. That is what the UK press um, designated their home. So there's that. Oh, fun! <laughs> just starting right from the beginning. Oh boy! Um, okay. And like I said, guys, big trigger warning. Just right now, um, this has a lot of stuff about sexual assault. And um, incestuous family things. Um, so just if this stuff makes you uncomfortable, maybe skip this episode. I won't be offended. We will not be offended. I won't be hurt. Certain um, things aren't for certain folks. I don't That's fine. even really like reading about this. So uh, let's dive in. Um, <laughs> so um, first I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the couple, their lives separately. And then I'm going to talk about the, the meeting and through the murders and then trial conviction things like that so Ooh. it's gonna bring it on okay so frederick walter stephen west was born on september 29th 1941 in the small village of much markle which i was like Meghan markle um uh, they don't not, like her over there no right they now. don't <laughs> it's not spelled the same way but much markle and um it's in herefordshire england i think i hope i said that right um converter pod if you can help me <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> our friends in the uk please help please help me <laughs> um i here for sure i mean that's the way it looks to me so um he was the child of walter stephen west mm -hmm. and um daisy hannah hill he was one of six children and fred claims that there was frequent sexual abuse going on in the home mm -hmm. with the parents and the children uh, um but these claims have never ever been confirmed and okay so take that how you will um he claimed that his father had had um contact inappropriate contact with his sisters so never with him um just with his sisters um Ooh. and he taught fred about bestiality which ah. is like 
if you guys don't know, having sex with animals. Um, but you there are also reports. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm sorry. Why would you teach your kid about that? Because I'm telling you, oh. these kids had fucked up love maps from the beginning. This is so that's yeah, that's already fucked up. up. They're fucked up. OK. Um, there are also reports that Fred's mother was sexually abusing him. Um, and she started doing this at 12, but Fred never admitted to this. He and his mother had a very close relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think if maybe this even had been going on and he had been feeling uncomfortable about it, he might not have ever said anything about it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they were close and he and his mother, um, he, I guess apparently knew that he was her favorite of all the children. Um, Oh boy. So Fred dropped out of school when he was 15 and he was pretty much illiterate. Like he was um not I don't know if he was like just not gifted at school or if he just didn't care. Like didn't try. Okay. Um it didn't really say um but he got at that time he like dropped when he dropped out of school he got a job as a farmhand mm -hmm. um and in 1958 when fred was 17 he had a horrible accident he was in a very very bad motorcycle accident and he was actually in a coma for seven days oh um and a metal plate had to be um, put into his head to oh, um, no. fix his skull. Oh, that's um, not good. And one of his legs was so badly broken that it was permanently shorter than the other leg. Holy crap. Um, and so he kind of walked funny. Um, and then they say that after this, he went through like a crazy personality change. Um, cause mm. he damaged his brain. Yeah. He, did. um, he began mm. to have like really bad outbursts, violent outbursts. And he had a really bad temper. Oh no. Um, and they and um, experts say that there was probably frontal lobe damage, um, yeah. that most likely was what caused Fred's insatiable need for sexual things. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say sex, cause. <laughs> Macy's face right now, guys. <laughs> okay, and so in 1960, two years after this terrible accident where he has a plate in his head, he gets in another accident. This one is by his own making. Oh, my gosh. Um, He suffers another head injury, and he's at, like, a local youth club. So I figured that was kind of like um, like a YMCA or yeah. something like that. Um, um, he, he stuck his hand up a girl's skirt without her permission and she pushed him down a fire escape i'm not gonna say i said deserve it good for you <laughs> <laughs> he, Honestly, i mean maybe like maybe her like maybe him falling down the stairs was probably not so great but he deserved to get a swift kick in the ass for that yeah like what the fuck she probably didn't honestly intend to push him directly yeah. down a fire escape but he kind of Kind of forced her hand. Yeah, he kind of caused that yeah, <laughs> himself yeah. there. So uh. I don't. <laughs> sucks for you, dude. Um. So also around this time, he doesn't get in a coma this time. He's just got his, more. His, it feels like his. How are his brains not scrambled eggs? But <laughs> I don't know. He was also convicted of molesting a 13-year-old family friend. 
And um, I believe that one of the articles that I read said that he did end up getting her pregnant. Um, oh, man. Um, but he did not serve any jail time for this. He was convicted. Why? He was convicted of the molestation, but he didn't serve any jail time. Why? Because his doctor said he suffered from epileptic fits. You can have epilepsy in jail. Um, this is a big thing throughout the whole case fred could talk himself out of a lot of shit oh good i'm gonna be really pissed off yeah cool. i am I'm that's really pissed crap off about this epileptic fits you tw- give him some meds mm-hmm. you so can put an epileptic person in jail <laughs> <laughs> so after i mean remember this is like in the 50s or yeah. 60s actually sorry um so after this particular instant incident obviously his family was not happy with right. him wouldn't be either. and so they <laughs> sent him to live with his sister because they had basically disowned him they were like fuck you we're done good for them um he, <laughs> while he was there he got a job in construction but was fired from that job for stealing oh lord and also around and that's a big theme in this too <laughs> he steals a lot um and also at this time, he is still continuing to have sex with minors. No, oh, Jesus. And so, like, sex <sighs> with minors, and let's just say 1958, when he got in that very first crash. Yeah. He was in, he was 17. So in 1960, he was 19. So probably at this point, he was even in his 20s molesting young girls. Oh, God. Um, oh. oh, man. So at 21, his family finally kind of reconciled with him and allowed him to come back to the home. Um, and so he moved back into the house at mu- in Muchmarkle. That sounds like a bad idea. <clears throat> so in 1962, he rekindles a relationship with a former ex-girlfriend. And her name is Catherine Costello. But we're going to call her Rena. That was her, that was her nickname. Um, how do you, how do you get Rena? I, I never, I don't know. Just go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Rena had offenses on her rap sheet for um, for stealing and for prostitution. Okay. Um, and she had been both of those done both of those things when they had previously dated, I guess. Um, but when they got together, she was pregnant with another man's child from this prostitution. Okay. Um, Fred and Rena end up getting married um, in November of 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like two months or something after they started dating again. After, like after all this time apart. It's oh crazy. Boy. Um, and they ended up keeping her baby, mm-hmm. who they named Charmaine. Um, and she was born in March of 1963. Um, and they kind of had to lie to Fred's, Fred and Rena's parents about, or they didn't have to, but they lied about Rena because Rena was um, half Pakistani. She was not white. Okay. And Fred and Rena were both white. So um, Fred and Rena told her parents and his parents that the child that she had been pregnant with initially had died in childbirth and that they had adopted another child. And this was to explain why she was of mixed race. Oh. Yeah, it's really weird. That happened fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, The one we gave birth to didn't make it. So and we, they just, only we were just picked ma- another one. And they only were dating for two. <laughs> you can't get nine months pregnant in two months i'm sorry anyway um it just i mean unless they hadn't seen her in a long time you know what i mean yeah possible that's possible um so 
after they get married and Charmaine is born, they move to Scotland, which is where Charmaine was originally from. And I read in an article that, like, they dated when they were, like, younger. And then she moved back to Scotland. Okay. With her family. And then came back eventually. And that's how they kind of okay. got back together. Um, So while he's married to Rena, he often demanded sex from her. Um, but their sexual relationship was not what um, people would consider normal. Um, he preferred oral sex, sodomy, and bondage to actual vaginal sex. Oh, okay. Um, man, I'm just like, I'm like red talking about this. I'm like, oh. She's literally sitting across from me fanning herself right now. I'm like, oh, God, I don't like this. I, this makes me uncomfortable just to talk about. Um, <laughs> so in July of 1964, um, they have their own child, and her name is Anne Marie. Um, and I'm just going to preface this. Poor Anne Marie. Oh, no. Primary. No, no. Um, and the marriage, like, basically the whole time is, like, rocky. Just not good, bad. Um, and while they were in Scotland, Fred was working as an ice cream truck driver, uh, which gave him lots of access to, to young, young females. People. Oh, God. Um, uh. And they ended up leaving Scotland when Fred ran over a four-year-old boy with his truck. This was not, I'm going to give him this, this was not his fault. It was okay. n- not his fault, but because people were kind of obviously upset about this, they moved away. How was it not his fault? What happened? I think the, uh, they didn't really say what happened, but they liked, they, they stressed a couple of times, like, this was accidental. This wasn't, so I think maybe he ran in front of maybe the car Maybe just ran in front of the truck something, and he couldn't stop. Or he backed up and didn't see him or something like that. Gotcha. I don't. Okay. I don't think he, like, maliciously ran over the child. <laughs> he was like, truck. hey, look, a kid. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so th- they moved the family huh, to Gloucestershire. Did I do it right? Gloucestershire? No, I don't think so. What is it? I don't know. It's not Glo- Glo- Gloucestershire. No, I know it's Gloucester. Gloucestershire? That, but they call it Gloucestershire. Is it Gloucestershire? Guys. <laughs> UK Please. people, help me, because I thought I wrote this out right and I didn't. Maybe, she, maybe you did. I don't know. I feel like, but I, I know that I, I know that the rest of it is Gloucester. So let's just get through these next couple of ones and then. <laughs> Sorry, I really didn't. Guys, I looked we up apologize. How to say this. We're from America, and uh, we weren't taught very well about other countries and how to pronounce things. But so it's like when people we mean no offense when we try to pronounce. Where but it's like from. when people come to America and they try to read things like you know I know a bunch of New York towns that have like. Native American names. How about Lake Shargagagog, Manchagagog, Chibonagungamog? <laughs> <laughs> That's in Massachusetts, by what the way. <laughs> the, oh my god! It's the longest lake name in the world. It's also known as Webster Lake. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, yeah. So, sorry, guys. Can you pronounce so, that? Because I had to. I was like, I have to throw this in there because I, I don't it. even know if I could say that again. So, wow. <laughs> So they they move back to England from Scotland um, with a woman named um, Issa McNeil. And she was like their um, nanny or she was taking care of their children. You don't really hear about Issa McNeil after this. Don't know what happened to her. Sorry, guys. <laughs> she I don't think she got murdered. I say apparently she came out okay. I like. think she did come out of this okay, <laughs> we, but not we, a lot of people did. So say, if we don't hear about her, I would like to assume she comes out okay. <laughs> yeah. 
So they moved, like I said, um, so it's Rena, Anne-Marie, Charmaine, this woman named Issa McNeil, and another woman named Anna McFall. And she was a friend of Rena's. Okay. And um, while they're living back in England, um, Fred gets a job at a slaughterhouse. And this is from, um, this is a quote from biography.com. According to some researchers, this profession may have catalyzed his morbid obsession with death, mutilation, and dismemberment. So. Sounds about right. But they said it better than I would have. So. <laughs> Thank you, biography.com. <laughs> um, so when the marriage eventually ended, because it was terrible, Rena moved back to Scotland, but Fred refused to let her take Charmaine and Anne Marie. Mm-hmm. He refused. And she just left. She was like, cool, bye. She's like, okay, bye. But she that did sucks. return in July of 1966 because she missed her daughters. Okay. And when she returned, she found that Fred had beco- um, begun a relationship with her friend Anna McFall. They were living together at the Lakeside Caravan Park, which is essentially a trailer park, from okay. what I could gather. Um, Gloucester, see? Ooh, I know that one. <laughs> um, and so, obviously, Fred and Rena are still married. And he's in this relationship with Anna McFall. It's pro- I mean, probably he just was like, oh, she's not coming back. I was going to say she like, just up and left, though. Yeah, so, I mean, hmm. Um, but during his time in Gloucester... There are eight reported incidents of assault, and all of these incidents have um, a description of the perpetrator that fit West's description, um, but he was not immediately linked to these crimes, even though he was a sex offender. Um, <laughs> Rena did go to the police at some point during this time uh-huh. um, and told them that Fred was a sexual pervert and that he was an unfit parent and that she needed the kids. She wanted the kids, but he kept refusing to let her take them. Oh, no. Um, oh, those poor kids. And this is how the main detective in the case later on, which we talked about, her name is really cool. We're not going to say now. We're not going <sighs> to say it now. I'm going to save it. I'm glad you <laughs> you saw me. I was I was like, oh yeah. No, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. This is how the main detective gets involved in the case later on because she remembers this incident where Rena came in and was like, "This guy's fucked up." Oh no. Um. Oh god. Okay, I'm just gonna say now, guys, take a drink every time I say, "Oh no, oh boy, or oh god," because I've said it like 80 times already. Whenever it's me, I'm like, yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what else to say other than like, oh no, oh god, oh boy. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> sentence i think i said at this episode so um so in 1967 anna mcfall becomes pregnant with fred's child and tries to convince him to divorce rena he didn't like that and in july of that same year he killed dismembered and buried her body what he removed okay he removed her unborn child (gasps) post-mortem And buried the fetus next to her in her grave. He also, and this becomes a signature of his, removed her fingers and toes. No. Are you all right? That's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. The the unborn baby thing got me. That was, um, okay, continue. Yeah, it happens a couple times. We're going to talk about that. Oh, yay. (laughs) Rena ended up... (laughs) 
my life. So she goes to the police and tells him that then that he's a sexual pervert. But she comes back. <laughs> I would say, why are you staying with I him? I don't know. You're I think like, it was it was probably because he had the kids. But and I, it blows my mind though that he like snapped and killed her just for saying, for her saying sh- he should divorce Rena. Oh girl, you've been in a relationship openly with another woman, and you. Oh girl! What? Oh girl! Oh girl! You have no idea. Let's keep going. I was so I was so shocked that I like inhaled my wine. <laughs> I, know, I, I saw like, your face. I was like, like oh, no. oh god. Um. So once McFall has disappeared, Anna McFall. Um. This is like I said, 1967. Rena moved back into the trailer with him. This is when Fred encourages her to become a prostitute again. And began to openly molest Charmaine, who was four at the time. Uh, I am speechless. Um. Uh, okay. Uh. Oh, I wrote this stuff twice. Um. You were extra prepared. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um. So. Oh no! Wait, I was right. Okay. She she leaves and come. She leaves again. A few months later. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I was right. I was like, <laughs> wait. I, I was like, wait. She leaves twice and ends up coming back. And the last time she comes back is not good. Gotcha. So there is um, a murder at this time that Fred is, ex- is suspected of doing. He has never um, he n- has never confessed to this. Okay. Um, but six months after um, McFall's death in January of 1968, Mary Bastholm, who was 15, disappeared from a bus stop. And she had been carrying a Monopoly game, and I guess that, like, all of the pieces of this Monopoly game were, like, strewn all over the bus stop. So she obviously was not taken... Willingly. Willingly. Um, So she worked at this cafe that Fred used to frequent. He was a customer, and he also, like, I think he did, like odd jobs there too so like that's how they kind of like they knew each other oh okay and um a witness also claimed that they saw her in fred's car um and they also claimed that at some point before mcfall anna mcfall had disappeared they had seen mary and anna like speaking to one another yeah so later on after like the murders have been committed. They've caught him. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, Fred refused to cooperate in regards to this particular murder, Mary Bastholm's murder. Her body and her body has never been found. Oh. But um, his son, Stephen, in an article that I read, said that his father had basically confessed to him and said that they're never going to find her body. Da, 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 da. Oh. But those things are like privileged, like yeah, that's you know, just, he has no proof. Oh, see, that's just hearsay in court. That's yeah, he has no proof. Yeah, it's like this. okay, he said this to me, but where's the evidence? Yeah, but where's the evidence? So it, oh. it he, it's very likely that that's he committed this, but he never heartbreaking said anything. Um, so Fred's mother dies. Um, from a routine gallbladder procedure. Um, I just want to put this out there. Apparently, she was an obese woman. Okay. And so there were probably complications in the surgery due 
to that. All I know right. that it's very difficult when you're of a certain weight to go through surgery. Yeah. It can kill you, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so she dies um, in February of 1968. Um, okay. And this is when... Um, Fred starts committing a lot of um, petty thefts and starts changing his jobs a lot. Uh-huh. Not necessarily his um, profession. He always remained like a builder and a construction worker kind of from this point on. Just like hop from company but to company. But just job to job to job yeah. to job. Yeah. And it is at this time when he met Rosemary. Um, he was And he was a bakery truck driver at the time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Rosemary now. And just to let you know, this gets kind of crazy. Rosemary Pauline Letts was born on November 29th of 1953 Mm -hmm. in Devon, England. That one was easy to say. (laughs) Um, Her parents, her parents, her parents, her parents, parents, sorry, were William Andrew and Daisy Gwendolyn Letts. Um, Wasn't his mother's name also Daisy? Daisy? Okay. Yeah. It's crazy, right? (laughs) Whoa. Um. So Bill, we're going to call her dead Bill, okay. um, was a paranoid schizophrenic oh, no. who was prone to violent behavior and ruled their house with an iron fist. Oh, he was like a awful. dictator. Um, and back then that was, mm-hmm. there, that wasn't something that was talked well about. known or talked about. So it was It happened just, a lot in a lot of homes yeah. and no one talked about it. Um, Daisy had chronic depression very bad depression and even received um electroconvulsive electroconvulsive i did it <laughs> therapy um in 1953 while she was pregnant with rose Not so good. um this may have caused some sort of prenatal injury yeah that may have contributed um because rose did very poorly in school she was not seen as very bright um so they oh. think that probably contributed to her oh. poor do, her doing poor in school that's awful. Um, and she also was very aggressive mm-hmm. as a child. So they think that that also contributed to that. Oh. Um, she suffered, well, the whole family suffered physical and sexual abuse by her father. Um, well, she, well, she's, it was mostly, sexual was mostly to her. Yeah. Um, she, I think she did have sisters, but I never really said if he did anything with them. But okay. Rose became Bill's favorite child because she did what she was told and so she learned to keep her mouth shut about all of this and oh kind of just let it happen from a really young age that's a terrible way to have to grow up oh yes um she was like i said um not very smart Mm -hmm. um and she was a in school anyway Mm -hmm. i think she wasn't actually a very smart woman yeah but in school she did not do particularly well she wasn't school smart and um, she was a bit overweight, what they would have considered overweight at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and her family called her Dozy Rosie, which probably was not that's, her favorite name. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a really great for her self-esteem. Yeah. Um, she was often teased by kids at school, and um, she would act out aggressively towards her bullies. Um, she became very sexually active as a teenager. And was caught getting into her bed, or into, like, her brother's bed, and fondling him. Yeah. And she would also walk Aye. around her home, like, buck-ass naked after a shower or Oh, a that's just weird. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. No. Very weird. <laughs> um, 
because, like I said, her father was very strict. She was not allowed to date boys her own age. So she often turned her attentions to older men. Some say this was because of her body type, maybe, too. Um, Okay. Like, the boys her age didn't think she was attractive. They were mean to her. They were mean and whatever. Um, so she... That's awful. Um, and in 1968, I, I saw different types of things. There was one that said that she, like, hadn't been seeing this person and that he raped her. And then there were some th- things that said that she had been seeing this man and he raped her. But in 1968, she was raped by an older man. Oh, my God. Um, at 15, Daisy, her mother, left Bill. She, like, fucking had enough and was yeah. like, bye. And oh, she took hell. Rose with her to live with Rosemary's oldest sister and her husband. Okay. And um, she began seeing older men more often and even tried to seduce her brother-in-law, according to him. Um, and eventually, I, I think Daisy, Daisy and Rose eventually uh-huh. went back, but it might be just Rose, but eventually Rose ends back up in her father's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Once she moves home, very shortly after, she met Fred West, who was 12 years older than her. He was 28 and she was 16. Oof. Mm. Bill did not approve of this relationship. I think it's because he wanted her for himself. Yeah. Because this incestuous thing Mm -hmm. happening here was still happening. He was freaking territorial. Yeah. He was territorial. Oh, that's gross. Um. And at one point, he went to Fred's house and, like, threatened him, was like, you stay away from my daughter. He also contacted social services at one point to try and keep them apart. He basically was like, oh, this guy's way too old for my daughter. That would be more of a police matter, wouldn't it be? I don't know. They ended up taking her into care. Well, I was going to say, because wouldn't social services, like, take her away from her mother and stuff? That's. Yeah, he had he had them take her away so that she would not see Fred, but okay, that did not stop I guess them. That kind of makes sense. That's uh, it didn't stop them. Okay. So, at sixteen, she becomes pregnant with her first child, um, whose name is Heather, mm-hmm. and Heather is very important. So remember her name. Her um and Heather was born in nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually some speculation as to who Heather's father was. Some people think it was Fred's baby, and some people think that she might have been her father's child. Like, she'd been impregnated by her father. Because, like I said, this incestuous relationship continues even after they're married. Not oh, a joke. Oh, God. Um, they have fucked up love maps. They have a really fucked up love map. That's awful. Um, so, sorry. Um, and, and let's just remember at this time, Fred is still technically married to Rena. Yep. Who is gone? Who knows where? <laughs> she um, has left. So Rose moves in to Fred's trailer. And at some point, Fred goes to jail on multiple petty theft charges. Mm-hmm. And he also was like evading his fines. <laughs> so he's charged <laughs> on that. So he um, he eventually is in jail. And she was left alone to take care of Heather, Charmaine, and Anne-Marie. And let's just remember, this is a child who has had a child yeah. taking care of multiple children. So she's 16 taking care of... Three children. 
Oh. Two of which are not hers. Yeah. So, as you can tell, there was a lot of resentment towards her stepchildren. She did not like them. Oh, no. Um, and sources believe um, that her erratic, violent tendencies towards the children, she would beat mm-hmm. them and it was bad, um, were triggered because she was a child caring for children. Yeah. Like, she couldn't – like, her – adolescent brain like couldn't handle it mm-hmm. um so in s- the summer of 1971 charmaine goes missing and this just remember this is fred's adoptive oldest daughter yeah um police believe that and this is charmaine is eight at the time this happens okay. um police believe that rose killed charmaine in a violent outburst um, they believe that she just simply went too far and that her death for the most part was accidental. She did. She it, went into a blind rage yeah, and started. It, it beating wasn't her. intentional. She didn't all. intend to kill this child, but, but it she happened. Did. And I think this is the beginning of a very terrible end for this woman. Oh, gosh. Um, it, it puts a lot of things into motion. I think mm-hmm. that would not have happened maybe otherwise uh, we'll talk about that at the end okay. but i talk about everything that i think um police evidence and so i'm going to try um to explain this they, they talked a lot about like the how they found out that charmaine was killed like and was not killed by fred okay um so police had evidence um that jail or jail fred was in jail <laughs> When jail was in Fred. Jail was in Fred. That um, Fred was in jail when Charmaine was killed. And they found this out um, through dental analysis. They had her skull. So they they found when her teeth had stopped growing. Now, where was she? We're going to talk about that. Okay. We're not going to talk about that now. Okay. I didn't want to, like, this is, like, a whole big thing that they, like, get into, like, later on. But I want to get through the trial really quickly. So I figured I would mention this now. Gotcha. Um, you doing that thing where you're talking really fast. Sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I know you don't like this no. case. And <laughs> I want to go really fast. You were like, we'll talk about that later. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. So they proved this theory that Fred was not there yeah. when Charmaine was killed through dental analysis and pictures that had actually been taken at the time. Okay. Um, the date that the picture was taken and the time that her tooth, her teeth had stopped growing were kind of around the same time. And so that gave in, in investigators, like, a pretty probable date for when she had died. And That's crazy. Fred was not home. He was in jail. Yeah. So they proved later on that she did That is a crazy Charmaine. thing, to be honest. I don't think I've ever heard them use the time that teeth have stopped growing. Yeah. That is something that I did weird. not know could be determined. Weird. Weird. <laughs> really I was weird. like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know anything whatever, about that. Maybe whatever proves it, but that's interesting. <laughs> to kind of prove that, like, Rose could have killed her in a violent outburst, like, yeah. just to put this, <laughs> make this very clear, Anne-Marie later said um, in an interview that Rose was a woman entire, entirely without self-control. Like, she could not control herself. Ooh. Once once she was mad, it was, like, Thrun. zero to 100. Yeah. Um, And she told Anne-Marie, because she's like, where's my sister? 
Yeah. She told Anne Marie that Rena had come and taken Charmaine. But not her. But not her. Oh, that poor girl. She like this whole time she thinks my mommy doesn't want me. Yeah. So Rose hid the body. And when Fred returned from jail, she told him what happened. Fred exhumed. I don't know where she hid the body. She's never even confessed to this. They just figured this out from based on when she was living in the home and the teeth and he was in jail. So she had to have done it. Yeah. Um. Um, Fred returned, she told him, he exhumed the body from wherever it was, and proceeded to cut off her fingers and toes. Dear God, okay. And buried her under the kitchen, and they were living in their first home at the time. I forget the exact address. I think it was 25 Midland Avenue. I'm not sure. They said it really fast in the documentary, and I tried to write it down. Um, (laughs) but this is their very, this is not the trailer park. This is their first this home. is like an actual home this home. is a home home and but this is not the big home in the end that is deemed the house of horrors oh, okay so this is like it's an in-between in <laughs> it's one of their stepping stones yes yeah okay so in the summer of 1971 rena returns for the second time and cannot find charmaine oh no she oh, goes to no. fred's father is still alive and she goes to him for help because she can find Anne Marie, but she can't find Charmaine. Yeah. And Anne Marie's like, oh, bitch, they told me she was with you. Um, <laughs> and this gets back to Fred that she has mm. been snooping where he doesn't want her snooping. Oh, no. And he ends up, uh, Fred, meaning Fred, sorry. Um, he ends up strangling and dismembering her. Uh. Um, and she's buried in the same, when, when they find her body, she's buried in the same general area as Anna McFall. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. And um, her fingers and toes were also missing. Okay. You don't have to tell me right now, but do we ever find out what he does with said fingers and toes? No. Oh, for the fuck. Okay. <laughs> I am not ready for this. <laughs> we do not know to this day where their fingers and toes are. This is just too funny. Okay. Um, it is believed that Fred somehow lured her back to the house and got her drunk before he killed her so that she would be compliant compliant oh um so fred and rose who do i know that she knows about this murder i don't know at this point she's not in she has killed charmaine but as far as i'm aware was not involved with rena yeah that doesn't last long Fred and Rose got married on January 29th of 1972 at the Gloucester Registry Office. And Fred wanted Rose to have sex with other men. And he would watch through a peephole. He basically encouraged his wife to become a prostitute. And Rose complied. She had no issues with this. Oh, dear. Um, they were a match made in heaven, weren't they? Match made in fucking hell, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he would often join in on the sex if it involved lesbianism, bondage, sadism, or vibrators. Okay. And he would often take suggestive photos of her and would post them to swingers magazines and other publications as ads for prostitution. She had no qualms with this. Perfectly content. 
Oh my, yep, you were right. Match made in fucking hell. Holy crap. Okay. Their son, Stephen, who hasn't been born at this point, but this is a quote um, that he told BBC. Dad wanted mom to be with other men and women. Dad was quite happy for her to do it as long as she gained no enjoyment from it. If she seemed to enjoy it, they would have a massive argument. So she basically had to sit there and take it. But apparently had no issue with it. This is so fucked. Um, as the, <gasps> as the children, they have they have nine kids. Let's just talk about this. I'm going to tell you about you nine kids in this tiny house that they end up moving to. But um, yeah, and we're going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> as the kids got older, they had to often answer the phone and book appointments with other men for their mother. I'm sorry. What? Mm-hmm. Their daughter May talks about in an interview. And in a book that she read, or read, wrote, that um, she would have to answer the phone and take appointments and would, like, get very uncomfortable when men started explaining exactly what they wanted to do. And she had to write it all down. Oh, my God. The trauma from that alone is mortifying. So, kind of after they get married, um, they employ a neighbor. They... um, employed their neighbor and her name is um elizabeth agius um and they would watch the kids it's a-g-i-u-s agius yeah agius i I don't know um i think you're right they they employed her to watch the children and they would go out at night pretty late sometimes and elizabeth at one point asked what they were doing and fred said they were cruising the streets looking for young girls preferably virgins and he brought Rose along so that the girls would feel more comfortable. Fuck these people. <laughs> oh my god, fuck these people. And let me just say, oh. like, she does not get out of this. I'm, I'm like, I'm saying she's alive. But she does not get out of this unscathed. Good. No, like this lady, Elizabeth. Oh, is, is something I that thought happens. you meant Rose. No, no, Rose gets it. Rose gets it in the end. Um, Elizabeth thought that they were joking about this, but they weren't. And Fred even uh, propositioned her. And the couple later drugged and raped her. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Is there anybody that was not a victim of these people? Apparently that Issa McNeil that you never hear about again. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, <laughs> she came in and out of this and went, holy crap, what happened? So at this point, they have Charmaine. Charmaine's dead. Dead. No one knows this at the time, yeah. but she is dead. They have Anne-Marie, uh-huh. Heather, and in 1972, June of 1972, they have their second daughter, May. Um, Stop having kids. And to help their growing family. Oh, no. And to build Rose's prostitution business. <sighs> I don't know if I want to know this. Go ahead. They move to 25 Cromwell Street. Oh. And here, my friends, is where the story goes from horrible to, I don't, I don't know, just worse. Downright fucking god disgusting. awful, disgusting. Guys, trigger warning. Mortifying. If there wasn't a trigger warning, if you weren't, like, triggered... <laughs> If you didn't take it seriously in the beginning <laughs> when we said big ass trigger warning, B A T W. Right this now, is right bad. now, this gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> um, so the larger home 
because 25 Cromwell Street included a garage and a backyard. So it was much bigger than the house that they were living in. Um, It allowed them to take in lodgers. Oh, no. To supplement rental costs. No. No, no. Um, And like I said, it had a backyard and a garage and a cellar. Uh, Um, Oh, Jamelski, what? They (laughs) told one, they told Elizabeth at like one point in jest that they were going to use the cellar to entertain Rose's clients, quote unquote, or turn it into a torture chamber. And my friends, that is exactly what they did. You know, it's almost funny that they just get away with just telling the truth because it is just so fucking awful that people think they're literally like are you serious and they're just like (laughs) no but they're deadly they are deadly serious like seriously deadly (sighs) so while they are living at 25 cromwell street so remember they have Anne marie heather and may Uh uh-huh they have seven more children oh for the love of tie your tubes damn it um three are fathered by fred three are fathered by clients of mixed race and one was possibly fathered by her own father because they were still engaging in an incestuous relationship did fred know about that is that a thing that i don't know oh if i don't know i don't think he would have been okay with it had he known about it yeah but it was continuing that's um horrifying and Oh, no. Did your notes just scroll on you? Yes. Okay, okay, I got it. Um, so I just want to put this out here. The, the children were aware of some things that were happening. They were aware of um, they were aware of the prostitution. Yeah, they're taking freaking phone appointments. And they were aware of some other things that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but Fred and Rose were very strict. And so they didn't know everything. And if they got nosy, they were beaten. Like, badly. Did these kids go to school? Oh, yeah. Like, did they have anyone else? Oh, this is horrible. Yeah. So, like I said, they made this cellar of this home basically to a place where they could entertain Rose's clients. Uh-huh. Who, like we, like I said, liked to engage in sadism and da-da-da-da. Um, but this was also a torture chamber for their future victims and the very first victim to be tortured in that cellar was fred's oldest daughter Anne marie who was eight at the time eight mm-hmm. um fred told her that he and rose were going to teach her how to satisfy her future husband oh my god she was stripped and gagged with her hands tied behind her back and fred brutally raped her while rose held her down i'm getting upset (laughs) i i can hear it in your voice i am the second you started the second you told me that that was what was about to happen i was like this is the part that made her cry this isn't the part that made me cry because but this this, i mean it it was definitely part of why why i cried (laughs) there's a lot of things that made me cry and let's i'm just these people deserve the most painful death she was hurt so badly that she could not attend school for several days after the incident. Um, 
and beatings were threatened if she did not comply or if she told anyone. And on one occasion, Rose brought her down to the cellar and strapped her down so that Fred could rape her on his lunch break. And Fred would even bring men home with him to have sex with her. This is awful. So, in October of 1972, they employed a 17-year-old girl named Caroline Owens as a nanny. Um, they actually spoke to her family and told them that they would take care of her. Fred and Rose both made sexual advances towards her, but she declined. Um, and in December of 1972, Caroline attempted to leave the home and was held captive through the night, stripped, raped, bound, gagged, smothered with a pillow by both Fred and Rose. Oh, my God. She was told if she told anyone that they would, I hate saying this, they would let their black friends come and rape her. Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? But they were going to have, like, people come and, like, rape her more if she told anyone. Oh, my God. And that they would kill her and bury her in their garden. Jesus. She was let go the following day and kept silent for a while until her mother noticed bruises and asked her what happened and she literally couldn't hold it anymore and anymore and just started sobbing and told her mother everything and her mother called the police charges were brought against fred and rose in january of 1973 but this fucking asshole oh i'm about to be mad okay go ahead was able to convince a judge that the sex was consensual and caroline was too traumatized to testify against them so fred and rose were released with $50 fines each for indecent assault because the judge did not believe that they were capable of such violence. Even though this fucker had a rap sheet for molestation. I I have literally no words and I am so mad right now. At the time (laughs) that they were brought before this judge, Rose was pregnant with their son, Stephen, who was born in August of 1973. So, we're going to talk about several events that happened over the next next six years or so. Okay. Um, I'm just going to um, just say this. We're going to talk about the victims. Quite a few of them here. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them were brutally sexually assaulted, murdered, dismembered, and buried in the cellar or garden of 25, 25 Cromwell Street. And some of them, Fred liked to do this thing when he buried a corpse where it was like a very narrow grave. Like you were like in a tube. Very like. Were they laid down? I don't know. It was like a very like small grave. I think it was deep, but it was small. Yeah. It was very strange. Um, But they... A lot of their body parts were found separate from their bodies. Um, That's weird. And they even found packing tape 
wrapped around several of these women's skulls with plastic tubes shoved up their nose ah for them to breathe are you serious mm-hmm. okay oh so here we go dokey. um on april 19th of 1973 linda goff who was 19 years old was a seamstress and lodger at the home um She was killed and buried under the garage. Her fingers and toes were missing, and also her kneecaps were missing. Her family, this is the only victim whose family came looking for her. And when they went to the door, this makes me so angry. When they went to the door, knocked, Rose answered the door. And she was wearing Linda's slippers and some articles of her clothing. And when the family asked her where Linda was, they said that she had moved on. And when they asked why she was wearing her clothes, because her mother recognized them, she said they she just left them here. Like fucking hell. I would have immediately called the police. I would be on the phone with the police making a goddamn scene. You would not have heard the last of me. Holy crap. Yeah. So on November 10th of 1973, Carol Ann Cooper, who was 15, disappeared while walking home from the movies. They kept her for a week. She was repeatedly sexually assaulted. And when they became tired of her, they either suffocated her or strangled her. But she died from one of those ways. And her body was buried in the cellar. Oh, God. On December 27th, 21-year-old Lucy Partington disappeared from a bus stop at 10 p.m. The Wests had offered her a lift. She was going home for Christmas. Never take a ride with strangers. And they held her captive through the new year. Oh, she was going home for Christmas. It breaks my heart. West was even treated at a local hospital on January 3rd for a cut that sources believe that he received while he was dismembering her. And her cousin, just fact, her cousin was Martin um, Amos, and he's a British novelist, essayist, memoirist, and screenwriter. And he's best known for his novels Money, which was written in 1984, or published in 1984, and London Fields. Which was published in 1989. I didn't know why that was really significant, but the book I read mentioned it. So there you go. Hmm, good. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've heard of them. In 1974, and it's weird. It's like April, December, April, Dece- like or April, November, December, April, November, December. It's like a lot of the same months that things are happening. Huh. In April, um, April 19th of 1974, um, Teresa Zingenthaler. Um, who was a Swiss hitchhiker. She was 21. Mm-hmm. Goes missing. On November 14th a, of that same year, 1974, a 15-year-old named Shirley Hubbard goes missing. And a woman named Juanita Marion Mott, who was 18, goes missing on April 12th of 1975. All of these women were subjected to horrific acts of bondage 
they used the Wests used plastic covered washing lines and ropes to suspend the women from the rafters of the cellar and gagged them with tights, bras, and nylon socks. And in 1976, a woman named, who's referred to, sorry, as Miss A, she chose to remain anonymous during the trial, um, was lured into the West home, kind of around this time, and was forced to watch um, Fred and Rose torture two naked women in the cellar. She, and she was later raped by Fred and sexually assaulted by Rose. And they believe that most likely one of the women that she witnessed the torture of was Anne Marie. Oh my God. I like, I just don't have words right now. Oh man. In July of 1977, Shirley Ann Robinson, who Uh was 18, goes missing. And she was pregnant with Fred's child and was a lodger in their home. I think they said that she was eight months pregnant when she passed. Rose was worried that Shirley would take Fred away from her. And investigators think that Shirley was murdered by Rose, not Fred. Um, Shirley and her unborn child were buried in the garden. And I have this all in caps because there was no more fucking room under the house. Are you serious? (laughs) I I can't. Okay. So we're going to kind of go back to this. By November of 1978, Fred and Rose have a bunch of kids. They're living in this house. All the children, like I said, knew that Rose was a prostitute. And they all knew that Anne Marie was being abused. I mean, I don't like to ask this question, but why just Anne Marie? Because she was the oldest? I don't know. Like, because later on, that why? doesn't. Oh, later, it's it's thing. They think that he. They called on. I looked at the Criminal Minds website for this, the fandom website for this. Yeah. They talked about the type of um, rapist he is and the type of like victims he likes. Yeah. And they are like anywhere from fifteen to their early twenties. Women. So it's like young women, but they're. They're, but they're post-pubescent. They're not yeah. pre-pubescent. So I think it's like, excuse me, but he did rape that 13-year-old girl. So I think it's like a little bit below 15 and a little probably probably not much higher <sighs> than 21. Um, but those are the types of children. But he was molesting Anne Marie at like four, like Charmaine at four. Like yeah. They're like young, young. So I don't know why maybe – because of Rena or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It's but it right weird. now, it's only Anne-Marie. Okay. Um, and in August, um, August 5th of 1979, they murder Allison Chambers, who is 16. And like I said, they all are ver- murdered very similarly. All Most of them are missing their toes and their fingers. Sometimes kneecaps, sometimes shoulder blades. It's very weird. That is really weird. Um, I don't like knowing that they never find those pieces. To conceal the frequent burials of all of these women, Fred was often seen doing home improvements around the house. Um, these improvements um, included enlarging the cellar and turning the garage into an extension of the home. It was, like, separate from the house. Okay. Um, and he was brought to police attention at some point because he was stealing things 
to pay for the renovations by s- selling the stolen goods. Oh my god. But they didn't think about anything about it. Oh, um, he's only got a rap sheet 18 miles long, but it's fine. In the early 80s, there cuz like for a while it stops. It seemingly stops. There's not a lot of evidence that there was any killing going on at this time, but it's believed that there are more myrtle murder myrtles. <laughs> Sorry. I just like chugged my wine before we started. <laughs> Sorry. Um, murders. They believe that there were a lot more murders and a lot more sexual assaults going on at this time that were committed by the two. But the victims were not buried on the property or they were raped and let go and they were too afraid to come, to come forward. forward. Oh. And neither Rose or Fred have confessed to killing anyone at this time in the 80s. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <sighs> Um, around this time, around the 80s, because she has a bunch of kids at this point. Yeah. Rose becomes increasingly violent with, like, constant child care. Um, because it was taking its toll on her. Like, boo-hoo, poor baby. Oh, boo-hoo. You Maybe chose you to have all these children. Freaking stop having kids, you psychopath. And she would beat the children very frequently for not very big things um and this is why they didn't say anything they didn't want to get fucking beaten yeah um eventually because of this constant abuse Anne marie becomes pregnant with fred's child but the pregnancy was ectopic so it had to be terminated and soon after Anne marie picks up her shit and moves out of that house and moves in with her boyfriend. Good for Anne Marie. But I wrote Fred turned his nastiness towards his younger daughters, Heather and May, at this Ugh. time. May told the BBC, quote, Dad used to say a father should break his daughters in and the firstborn child of of a daughter should be her father's. From 11 or 12, he used to touch us all the time. If we pushed him away, he would get angry or say we were lesbians. I am... Yep. Okay. I've got no words. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Heather (gasps) resisted this abuse. Oh, no. And was often beaten. And let's just put this into perspective. Fred is abusing them, but Rose is helping him. Yep. This whole time. Heather told a friend about her abuse um, in May of 1987, who in turn told her parents about what Heather had said, who were friends with Fred and Rose. Oh, no. Um, They think that the increasing beatings that Rose was inflicting on all the children may have weakened Heather's loyalty to her parents. And this is why she told someone finally. Uh-huh. Because she was like, fuck this. You're beating me all the time. Yeah. Um, This friend, her parents told Fred and Rose about what Heather had said to their daughter. And in June of 1987, they strangled her to keep her from talking anymore. They dismembered her and buried her in the garden. And they even had their son, Stephen, help dig her grave. He did not know 
He did not know. He just thought it was more improvements to the house. He did not know he was burying his sister. Um, Oh, my God. Fred told the children that Heather had gotten a job at some holiday camp, like some, like, some, like, summer camp. Yeah. um, And had gone to work there. Fast forward to May of 1972. Um, One of the girls that Fred, like I said, they would take them rape them sometimes let them go not always kill them yeah one of the girls that fred raped told her friend about what had happened and the badass friend reported it to the police good detective constable hazel savage and let me tell you guys this lady is savage she would not let this case go this is the name that Maisie stopped me from saying (laughs) earlier (laughs) her name is hazel savage and she is a badass bitch and i love her anyway um this is when hazel savage gets brought into the investigation and like i had said earlier um she had heard about fred previously um during his relationship with rena when she had said that he was a sexual deviant and was not fit to care for their children all the other 18 times his name would come up so like i said this one girl comes forward her friend reports it Detective Savage gets to be a part of the investigation. And then another girl comes forward claiming to have also been raped by Fred. And this is when um, they are able to obtain a search warrant for the home. Um, I'm ready to watch the downfall of these fuckers. There was also a lot of um, accusations of abuse, sexual abuse going on at the home. So while they searched the house, they found copious amounts of pornography. And there was very clear evidence that sexual abuse is going on in the home. Um, They also spoke to Anne-Marie, who spoke to them very candidly about her abuse. Oh, no. And also mentioned she was very concerned about Charmaine and this is when the police discover that both Charmaine and Rena have been missing for a long time um (laughs) West was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor and and Rose was arrested as his accomplice um and at this time the youngest of the West children so not May or Steven, because they're older. Uh-huh. But the younger children, who I just was like, they're so old. They don't come into play, like, really. Yeah. Um, They are taken into care. Good. By social services. Good. Um, And Fred is still in jail. Da, da, da. But I think Rose gets out on bail, from mm-hmm. what I understand. Um, Fuck that. And Rose attempted suicide by uh, overdosing on pills. Around this time. While Fred is still in jail. Okay, so she attempted, which means they kept her ass alive for this, right? Steven found her and was able to call the police and an ambulance and revive her before she could pass. Good. She doesn't deserve an easy way out. Um, The rape case against Fred and Rose falls apart. Because these two witnesses who had initially come forward decided not to testify against Fred and Rose. 
And <laughs> Detective Savage attempted to question the West children on several occasions um, about Heather's disappearance. Because they've noticed at this time that Heather's missing. Keep looking. There's a few more. But the kids would not cooperate because of Fred and Rose's very strict discipline. Yeah. As I said before. Um, and this is a... Uh, this is a quote from a, I think it's from a book that was written by um, May, May West. Um, but it was in an article, let me find the article here, um, an independent.co.uk article. Okay. Um, let me get back to it because I, <laughs> I went away. Ah! Um, the children were also subjected to beatings, especially by Rose. On one occasion, thinking Stephen had stolen some pornographic magazines, she forced him to strip, tied him up, and beat him for almost an hour with the buckle end of a belt. Holy fuck. Like, this is how fucking depraved this lady is. So, Fred is not the only fucked up person here. No. They are fucked. Definitely not. There's this family joke that savage hears at this time as well okay is it a joke or is it like a, they call it a joke but it's not a joke the kids think it's a joke but it is very real oh no there is this family joke that heather was under the patio three tiles down two tiles over this is a scary t- story that the wests told to their children When they misbehave. You don't want to end up like Heather under the patio, do you? Are you better behave? Are you kidding me? So, Detective Savage. Did her savage thing. Did her savage thing. (laughs) And she thought that this deserved more investigation. And this is when she launches an investigation into the disappearance of Heather. Savage looked through tax and national insurance records to try and find her and discovered that for five years she had not been employed, drawn any benefits from the government, or even seen a doctor. This meant that she had either moved abroad uh-huh. or was likely dead. Yep. She does not let this go. And on February 24th, 1994, seven years after Heather's initial disappearance, Detective Superintendent John Bennett issued a warrant to search the West's home and their 900-square-foot garden. Yeah! (laughs) Rose and Stephen were the only ones home at the time. Because, remember, all the other children are in care. Uh May was probably at school. Stephen was old, like, in his 20s at this time. And still living at home. And still there. Um... So they were they were the only ones home at the time, and um, they attempted to get a hold of Fred. They finally got a hold of him around 1.50 in the afternoon, but he did not return to the house until 5.40. Investigators mm. believe that he was disposing of some sort of evidence, but Fred claims that he had been painting and gotten sick from the fumes and passed out on, in his car on the side of the road. Like, mm, you work in construction, you fucking idiot. Right? You've been dealing with those fumes for fucking years. Don't even with me. Yep. Gotta put that over there. (laughs) So, while digging up the garden, 
they began to discover human remains. Pathologist Bernard Knight discovered that the investigators had actually unearthed multiple femur bones. So not just two, but three. Oh. Um, Fred initially claimed that only Heather's body was in the garden. He confessed to murdering her. He claimed that um, he alone committed the murder and Rose was not involved. And they think that he did this to protect her. But let me tell you, honey, she did not need protecting. Yeah. We're going to talk about this because the the dynamic of their relationship shifts. It's crazy. Oh, no. We're okay. going to talk about this. All right. Um, he claimed that he had killed Heather accidentally during an argument. Um, and then he went through this, like, elaborate story that he, like, tried to put her into – um, like a garbage can and she wouldn't fit and that's why he dismembered her to put her in there and then he buried her but like her par- body parts were everywhere so he literally talked himself in circles mm-hmm. that's what happens when you feel guilty you can't shut the fuck up but then he tells police that there are other bodies at the home and takes them back to Cromwell Street to show them the other two bodies in the garden. It's like two in the garage and then like, or two in the garden, one in the garage. Aren't there like 20? <laughs> no, there are like 12. Um, all of these victims had been dismembered and decapitated. And one of the bodies in the garden was suspected to be Shirley Robinson. The um, young woman who was pregnant with yeah. his child. Um, and the other, ch- the other bones were Heather's. And then the third body they later identified as Allison Chambers. Um, Rose denied any knowledge of any of the murders or the death of Heather. Um, and she did. She said that she did not know anything about Fred murdering anybody. Um, she was moved to a police safe house. Oh, and I got there's a name again. Cheltenham. Ch- Cheltenham. I've um, never heard of it. Yeah. UK people, please help me. Um, So she was moved to this police safe house with Stephen in May, and the house was bugged because they knew that she had been complicit in the rapes that he had previously. Yeah. And they had evidence from Anne-Marie. So they did not believe a fucking word they that she said. Uh-huh. So they bugged the house. But she's never said anything to incriminate herself. God damn it. She's fucking smart. They always were like, she's dumb. She wasn't that bright. But I think she just wasn't school smart. Yeah. I think she, she was smart. Oh, man. Um, like I said, they believed she was involved and not naive like she claimed to be. Fred eventually admits after they find the first three bodies that there are an, are an additional six bodies in the cellar. And he drew a map of the cellar. And bathroom revealing where he'd buried them. And I think they actually took him back again. Um, I don't know if they took him back once or, or twice, but they, they took him back at some point and he showed them where the bodies were in the backyard. And then maybe possibly on a second occasion they took him back and he like they gave him like a spray can, uh, like a, a, oh, just a like spray a paint. Spray paint. And he like marked where they were. Well, I'm so confused by this. At this point, they originally just went in for Heather, found Three femurs and went, okay, there's three bodies. And he was like, no, there's two more over here and six more over here. And like, nah, by the way, just case, <laughs> just in case you're curious. Like, 
why not shut your mouth? I mean, I'm not saying I, I think he should have, but I'm just curious as to why he did not keep quiet. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, like I said, there were six <laughs> bodies total, total in the cellar, but he would not admit to raping any of them. He said that any sexual acts that were done between them were all consensual. And he didn't even know their fucking names. He Yeah, you didn't know their names, but your sexual your sexual acts were fucking consensual, my ass. Yeah, he didn't even know their names. <laughs> he also revealed the whereabouts of Charmaine, Rena, and Anna McFall. They were not buried on the Cromwell Street property. Charmaine was buried at their previous home. And um Rena and Anna McFall were buried um kind of towards the trailer park in like a big field and they said that they went into that field and they like could not find them they didn't because like the whole area had been like landscaped and redone so when fred had initially buried them it didn't look the same they said that they dug out the area of like an entire olympic swimming pool and they were like, they gave themselves a deadline. They were like, we are going to look for their bodies for this amount of time. And if we don't find them, we're going to stop. And like a couple of days before they were supposed to stop digging, they found them. They finally found them. They found them. Holy shit. Um, so if my count is right at this point, they have 14 bodies on him. The six in the cellar, the three in the backyard, that's nine, plus one, two, three, twelve. Oh. Wait. So the six in the cellar. Well, because they, they dug up, first they dug up Heather. And when they dug up Heather, they found the three femurs. So there's three people there. So it was Heather, Heather, Allison, Shirley. Okay. There were three of them. I thought there was a point where you said there was two. Well, they had found femurs from two different bodies. That's what I'm thinking And of. when they. Okay. And then when <laughs> they were like, Fred, there are three Other. femurs okay. here, two of them from the same body and one of them that's not. And then uh, he gotcha. was like, oh, well, there's actually three back there. I got gotcha. you. So okay. three, six, three. I got gotcha. you. I'm really bad at math, guys. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, so at this time, after he's confessed, given them the locations of all the bodies, mm-hmm. um, Rose starts to distance herself from Fred. And they think this is to protect herself. Ugh. Um. But actually, they end up finding out that, like, Fred and Rose had made a deal that he was going to take the rap for everything. Because he loved her so much. Um, so police did not believe a fucking word that she said. Thank God. Um, and the sheer amount of bodies and her participation in the multiple rapes that they had evidence of, plus Anne-Marie. Made them think twice about her story. And on April 18th, 1994, they took Rose into custody. Yes! Good. (laughs) And this case at this time becomes an international media frenzy. News crews from New York, Japan, all across America, plus UK, the UK media are swarming Cromwell Street. The police, like, they have videos of the police bringing out boxes to bring over to the pathologist. Like, not a joke. Holy shit. Okay. And this is when their home is dubbed the House of Horrors. Oh, God. So, on December 13th of 1994, Fred and Rose appear in court together. 
Um, and Fred was charged at this time with 12 counts of murder. She was only charged for 10. Because there were several murders that he committed on his own without her. That's fair. Anna McFall, yeah. Rena, for the mo- as, as far as I'm aware, Rena. Yeah, it sounds like they were. Yeah. In court, Fred was seen to be trying to comfort Rose, but she would pull away from him and told investigators that he made her sick. And Fred was devastated by this. Um, and even wrote her a note from prison that said, we will always be in love. You'll always be Mrs. West all over the world. That is important to me and to you. And she did not respond. She did in all of this just to protect herself. This was entirely to try and separate her from him. This is what I think. And another person actually kind of was like, this is my theory. And I was like, yes, that one. <laughs> People, investigators, police, people who have looked into this case a lot believe that in the beginning of the relationship, Fred was the dominant partner. Uh-huh. And he found the perfect person to carry out things with in because she was already kind of groomed to do nasty yeah, things. They got crazy with crazy. In Rose. But as the year went on, as the years went on, Rose became the dominant partner. It kind of sounds like it. And she was the like sadistic she surpassed him yeah and so my thing is is that she became the dominant partner told the submissive partner to take the rap and tried to distance herself as much as possible away from him but Uh he didn't think that she was going to do that yeah he thought that she was going to stick with him even because they they they, he thought that they were not going to be able to pin anything on her Mm mm-hmm so Fred is taken to the Winston Green Prism in Birmingham. And on January 1st of 1995, around 12 p.m., Fred hung himself with knotted bed sheets in his cell. And he took his secrets to the grave. Fuck that. His suicide was planned very well. They think that he'd been planning for weeks. The guard, he had convinced, the like, he was friends with the guards he was like charming. He like they said like you'll see pictures of this guy and he's like so weird looking to me. But they and like women were like yeah he's weird looking. But he they said he was charming, and that he would like just talk you into a corner. So he made like and he would just go to the to the people at the prison and be like, I'm bored. I'm gonna be here for a long time. Give me things to do. So they trusted him. Um, never. Yeah. This man is on trial for the murder of like. 12 women 12 as far as they know people as far as they know this is the last person you're supposed to trust no matter what the fuck he says to you are you serious what is wrong with these people the guards were on lunch (sighs) and he picked a time where he would not be discovered quickly and would not be able to be resuscitated that makes me angry Mm -hmm. um he was cremated and his funeral was only attended by five of his children and no one else his kids actually went. I'm sorry. I mean, I get a lot it. of them. I get gonna, it, but I don't get I'm it. I'm going to talk about this, but <laughs> May, May even said at one point that she did not believe that her mother had committed. Like they, they were like, yeah, maybe Dad did it, 
but they did not believe that her, that Rose was involved at all. But now they do. But for a long time, they thought that she was wrongfully convicted. Well, it's like it's your parents. That's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Those are the people that are supposed to raise you and nurture you and care for you. That's you're programmed to trust them and love them. And you find out that they've done these horrific things. And you're like, no, not my mom. No, not my mom. My mom would never do that. But she's been beating you your whole fucking life. Exactly. And it takes and I mean, I could see it taking years and years and years for the evidence to finally sink in for them to be like, oh, my God, she really did this. Yeah. So, on October 3rd of 1955, 1995, sorry, Rose's trial began at the Winchester Crown Court. Her trial was a media fucking frenzy. And they were all worried because all of the evidence against Rose was circumstantial. Of course. So they were worried because Fred had killed himself that they were not going to get justice for any of these any of it but Anne Marie's a fucking badass oh I'm ready bring it in Marie Anne Marie testified against Rose about her sexual abuse along with Caroline Owens Miss A and another woman called Caroline Rain hell yes Caroline Rain testified that she had been kidnapped in 1972 while hitchhiking in Gloucester um, and had been held for a period of a week or so, been raped, tortured, and eventually let go. They think that there were a lot of victims like that. Yeah. Especially probably in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Um, The defense tried to claim that her participation in the sexual assaults was not proof of her participation in the murders. Um, and said that she was not aware that Fred was murdering the girls that they were assaulting together. I think that's utter bullshit. It is utter bullshit. Um, and she, like I said, she never confessed. And a lot of the evidence against her was circumstantial. But we're going to talk about something very interesting. There was a witness that came forward. Her name was Janet Leach. And she was Fred's appropriate adult so we're going to talk about what this means because i didn't know what this was it's a thing in english law and i'm going to state this is like from wikipedia or something this is the definition of what an appropriate adult is in english law an appropriate adult is a parent guardian or social worker or if no other person matching this is available any responsible person over 18 the term was introduced as part of the Policing Reform in the Police and Criminal Evidence Act of 1984 and applies to England and Wales. In England and Wales, an appropriate adult must be called by police whenever they detain or interview a child under the age of 18 or a vulnerable adult. They must be present for a range of police pr- processes, including interviews, intimate searches, and identification procedures, as detailed by the Police and Criminal Evidence Act of 1984. They gave him an appropriate adult because they believed he was mentally subnormal. Oh. So obviously he's over 18, well over 18. Yeah. He's like in his 50s, 60s. It almost reminds me of, and I'm going to forget the term right now, but it's what Britney Spears is dealing with. The yeah. Conservat- 
conservator. Conservator. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I looked up what like an, a vulnerable adult was in their law. Mm-hmm. A vulnerable adult or an adult at risk is a person over the age of 18 who is unable to take care of themselves. It can also refer to one who is unable to protect themselves against significant harm or exploitation. It is important to note that this does not necessarily mean that the adult lacks competency. To be classed as a vulnerable adult, the oh, sorry, to be classed as vulnerable, the adult's circumstances must be unable to be altered or improved by the adult's own individual actions without direct assistance. Interesting. Okay. So Janet testified against Rose, and she said that Fred had admitted to her that Rose was involved in all of the murders, except for, like, Anna and, Char- and like, Rena. Yeah. As those, far as I'm aware, Those Rena. first few, yeah. Um, Fred also claimed that Rose had killed Charmaine and Shirley Robinson by herself without him. Mm-hmm. And that's when I remember when I said like killing Charmaine was the beginning of the end for her. Yeah. Oh my god! Did you hear that? Uh huh. Oh, it was Luna. Is she, that the cat? Yeah, it was the cat. Oh, she jumped off her little bed. My god, it's really high up. So I was going to say either Tyler came home or I'm about to have a heart attack. <laughs> no, I think it was haunted. the cat. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so they think that she had. Well, she definitely murdered Charmaine by herself. Like, there's evidence that she did. Yeah. But um, they think that she murdered Shirley without Fred's consent or knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, because they thought that maybe he was more interested or beginning to become more interested in Shirley than in Rose. Yeah. Um, she also said that Frode... Frode. I can't talk! It's the Frodo. line. Frodo! <laughs> I literally thought you were going to He has say- a hairdo like that. Oh, my <laughs> God. He is a mo- he is like a big fro. Oh, my God. Okay. That's hilarious. Um, Frodo. Frodo. Um, he, the, she, so Janet also says that Fred told her that he made a deal with Rose to take the fall for all of the murders. She was so – there's like – there's with the appropriate adult thing, there is like – a version of confidentiality. Yeah. Anything that they say to you, you cannot just willingly give up to the police. It like needs to be talked about with the lawyer and da da da. But she was so stressed out by everything that Fred had told her and by keeping it to herself that she had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And once he committed suicide, she felt that it was appropriate to break the confidentiality agreement and told the police everything she knew. And the Good. and the trial gave her so much stress that she collapsed during the trial and they had to adjourn for several days. Holy shit. Before she could come back. This poor woman. This is when the defense does something fucking stupid. Oh no. And they put Rose on the stand. Oh no. She fucking damns herself. Oh, I'm ready for this. Bring it on. This bitch deserves to go down. (laughs) The prosecution made her angry by badgering her, basically, with questions. And that was, like, what they wanted to do to show how quickly she could get upset. how quickly she could fucking trip. Oh, yes. She got angry, and the jury saw her as obstructive and defiant. They also somehow, I don't know how, 
got her to confess to how badly she treated the kids. <laughs> the defense played confessions that Fred had made, like recordings of them. Yeah. And they could hear how compulsive a liar he was. And the prosecution told the jury in their final statement that Rose was the strategist in the relationship. Oh, yes. Fuck this Bring this lady to her fucking knees. Let's do it. And on November 22nd of 1995, Rose was found guilty on all 10 counts of murder. Hell yes. She was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 25 years. Good. She still maintains her innocence. And I, I don't think she's dead. I think she's alive. As far as I'm aware, she's still alive. Um, she filed appeals in 1996 and 2000. In 1996, the appeal was denied. And in 2000, she withdrew her appeal. Um, in the 2000 appeal, her lawyer claimed that they had photographic evidence that was time-stamped. That would prove that Fred was the only killer. Uh-huh. Um, but a documentary later aired that had an interview with Janet Leach, who said that Fred had confessed to many other crimes and that poli- police would never find the bodies. So this is when Rose withdraws her appeal. And she issues an apology <laughs> to Anne Marie Are for the s- abuse and serious? said she wanted to reconcile with her. And I wrote, go. seriously, fuck you. I would have literally been, I, my words would have, my response would have been, go to hell, you fucking see you next Tuesday. Her children were irreparably damaged by this whole thing. And both Stephen and Anne-Marie attempted to commit suicide over the years. Stephen tried to hang himself, but the rope broke, and he was unable to do so. Oh. And Anne-Marie tried twice. The first time, she overdosed on pills, but was resuscitated. And the second time, she jumped off a bridge, but was rescued. Oh, my God. So, I can't even imagine how mentally... Mm-hmm. Fucked. What do you do about that? What do you do? Poor children are... You have been abused and taken advantage of your whole life. and You didn't know any different. It was just a mess. Say, in, even though you survived, it's like, that haunts My sisters, you. They literally said that at one point, before they knew that Heather was actually under the patio, that the kids would have, like, parties out on the patio with Fred and Rose for, like, birthdays and, like, summer barbecues. And they said that they would dance and laugh to music, and they were fucking dancing on her grave. Literally dancing. And they on didn't her grave. know it. And that the kids, at one point, it was like Heather and May. Uh huh. May describes this in the book that she wrote. I didn't read the book, guys. So if you want to find, there are actually several books by Stephen and May. They've like written them together and things like that. Um, but May even says in one of the books that she's written that um, she and Heather found like a closet full of clothes that belonged to the victims and they would play dress up. Oh my God. In the clothes and Rose would watch and not say anything. 
not do anything. Uh, thought it was fine. Disturbing. Yeah, these poor kids dealt Those with a lot of shit. Poor fucking children. So in 2000, after this documentary comes out, um, she withdraws her plea, and the Home Secretary in the UK, David Blunkett, it, um, extends her sentence to a whole life order. Um, she would, and she would no longer have any possibility of parole. And I looked up what a whole life order is. Um, an order of life imprisonment in the UK handed to a person who. Sorry, what am I reading? <laughs> you're, you're good. Wine. <laughs> an order of life imprisonment in the UK handed to a person who has committed particularly heinous crimes in which the prisoner is sentenced to remain in jail without the possibility of release until his or her death. So she's going to be in jail until she fucking dies. And I did just look it up. She is very much still alive. She's alive. She is See, alive and still in prison. And actually an article that popped up that I was I was like trying to read and trying to listen. It did say that she actually um, in 2019 was moved to a new prison because another lifer had threatened her. Like threatened to kill her. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> My mommy taught me. <laughs> um, like I said, kind of previously, there is a large belief throughout law enforcement enforcement agencies in the UK that yeah. there are many more bodies that have not been found. Um, there are also there's also a possibility that there are more victims that are alive because they liked to rape them and then let them and go. let them go and they just let them go with a threat. Um, but that they didn't come forward. Yeah. Um, so in 1996, the house at 25 Cromwell Street was demolished Good. by the Gloucester City Council and turned into a pathway to the town center. And very interestingly, January of January 19th of 2003, Rose and a man named Dave Glover announced their engagement. What? Dave Glover was the bass player of the band Slade. What? And he was writing to Rose while she was in prison. <laughs> what? But Glover pulled out of the engagement a few days later because of the negative publicity. Duh. He'd only been with the band for 18 months and his contract was terminated. Oh, um, good. <laughs> Bitch, what? You were gonna get in you were gonna get married to Rosemary West? The bitch is in prison forever murder charges literally until her death. And you think that they're just gonna let you like stay in the band and everybody's gonna be cool with that? You didn't expect negative backlash? Are you freaking kidding me? Well, she's so alive and well, friends. Unfortunately. Sitting in some United Kingdom prison. Oh, so that, you guys. I can't. Is the horrific case of the victims of Rosemary and Fred West. I have no words. I have literally no words. I am angry and disgusted. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> first of all i just have to say that fucker i cannot believe he got away with killing himself 
I'm pissed about that. He should have had to rot in a fucking cell by himself in the dirtiest, darkest hole in the bottom of nowhere for the rest of his fucking life. I think that he could not handle Rose's rejection. I don't think he could either. Like the two of them were so entwined that when she started to snub him and he thought that she was going to like, because he thought that she probably wasn't going to get convicted with anything. Yeah. Or get charged with anything at all. And then when she did and they didn't believe that she didn't have anything to do with it, she was pissed. She did everything she could to separate herself. Yeah. And that killed him. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't handle it, so he killed himself. But I think at the end, I think that's true. At the very beginning, yes, he was the dominant partner. But I think in the end, she was the dominant partner. She came in and she took over. I think she was the dominant partner. He had all these sexual tendencies, but she she was the brain of the operation. Oh, because he was stupid. I mean, he could talk his way out of anything, but he literally put his hand up some girl's skirt. Yeah. Like, he literally couldn't control himself. Uh Uh-huh. He and couldn't she, control his sexual urges. She could. Con- she couldn't control her anger. Uh huh. They ba- I, they balanced each other out mm-hmm. in a very bad way. <laughs> Man, that was hard. That is yeah. honestly fucking the surviving children. I so I feel so bad. I feel horrible. I feel so horrible. I just have to say, good for them for fucking fighting this damn life and, like, doing their thing. I was because very... When they said that Anna... Or when Anne, sorry, when Anne Marie, they said that her testimony was damning. Good. That there was, like, no way that Rose could refute that Mm -hmm. she was like this bitch literally fucking held me down while my father raped me multiple times yep throughout my young adult life like like that's supposed to be my childhood the best memories of my life do you know what i think you mentioned why was it just Anne marie and not the other ones yeah i think it was because Anne Marie was not Rose's. That would make sense. And like once he got, like when she left and the other kids, like I feel like she couldn't really, she'd let him do it for so long with Charmaine and with Anne Marie. She couldn't tell him no. Yeah. With Heather and May. But (sighs) I think that she let him do it to Anne Marie for so long. Because well, she resented her. Well, I was going to say, you, you said that she resented her. Both of them, Charmaine and uh-huh. Anne Marie. And that's why that why Rose was so like, I'm taking care of a kid that's not fucking mine. Go. So here you go, Fred. That's fucking awful. Like she handed her over and was like, yeah, whatever. But then when she left, her kids started getting abused. It, I don't know if she had a problem with that. It's, but I think that's maybe why they weren't being abused and Anne Marie was. And it just it breaks my heart to hear that they've tried to they've tried to take their own lives. I can't even imagine what it's like to live in their own heads and the things that you must remember and the PTSD. I just It's to horrible. Me, it's amazing that they are here today and like you said that Stephen and May have both written books. 
Yeah. And to be so open about it and to be able to come forward and sit on that stand and speak out against the person that's supposed to be, you know, even though she wasn't her biological mother, that was supposed to be her mom. Mm -hmm. That has to be one of the hardest things that anybody's ever done. This woman was supposed to take care of me. Yeah. And instead, I got brutally sexually assaulted throughout Mm -hmm. my whole young adult life. Like, oh, because you're a grown woman resented me as a child who doesn't even understand. I didn't ask to be brought into this fucking world. Exactly. Like, are you kidding me? She doesn't even understand at that age. There's a whole um, there's I'm, I'm going to put it in my show notes. I didn't get to watch it. I ran out of time. <laughs> but there was a whole interview with Anne, Anne Marie West where she talks about her abuse and talks about it. That's got to be heavy. And I, to be honest, I was kind of like not looking forward to watching it because I didn't want to hear about, like, I mean, I, I mean, I researched this whole thing, but I literally was like, oh my God, I don't think I can handle this. I literally started crying when I started talking about her. Yeah. That wasn't the only thing I cried at. Yeah. But like. That's not easy. Finding out that Miss A was like in the house and watched these, like was forced to watch these two girls get tortured and then was raped herself. Uh Uh-huh. Like that was just like, that got me. Anne Marie got me. Oh my God, Charmaine got me. Like Those poor kids. I can't. I physically can't even imagine. It was hard. That's hard. This whole case is just a fucking wormhole. It's just like the minute you think it's wor- like gets worse. Yeah. It's n- not. It can get so much worse. It can really get so much worse. <sighs> but. Thankfully, even though Fred was a coward and fucking killed himself, Rose is in jail serving what she deserves, to be honest. Yep. I don't think for a minute that that lady didn't know anything. I was going to say, she does not sound an ounce of innocent to me (laughs) in the slightest. I think that, like, it's perfectly plausible Maybe you didn't help with the murders or whatever, but it's perfectly plausible that you knew about them and you didn't I was going to say, them. there is no way that woman was in that house and, and didn't did know not it. know about anything that was happening. She was abusing them in the cellar with them. Mm-hmm. What did he do? Like, send her out? No. He wanted to groom her. He wanted her to be yep. his murderous partner. Of course she was going to be a part of it. Yeah. This is, this is no, there's no questionable doubt. It's not like fake Oakland where you're like, Wait, did she actually have something to do with there? Or like Carol, like, Carol Ann Fugit. Yeah. Like, I did, was there, like, did she do it? I don't there's know. There's no, like, there, to me, there's no question. No, there's no question This for woman me. participated, and she very much was a ringleader at one point, and I hope she rots. I think that she thought that, or they all thought, that Fred's death was going to end the whole thing. Yeah. And that she wasn't going to be... Nothing was going to happen to her. So I think part of it was that he was devastated by her rejection. But I think part of it was also to protect her. At that point, he know he knows that she's going to be also convicted. Yeah. Also has charges brought against her. And to try and get her a very circumstantial case wiped away, uh-huh. he tried to kill himself. Or he did kill himself. Sorry. Um, thinking that that would help her. And in the end, it didn't do anything to help her. She sealed her own fucking fate. <laughs> it's just silence. I can't. <laughs> I literally, like, my brain is just like, I I can't handle this. 
<laughs> I told you I was like, I don't want to talk about this one. I want to. I was going to do a two parter for this. And, and I was like, like, no, I'm just going to like, power nope. fucking through because I don't want to talk about this for any longer than I have to. <laughs> yeah. I was not. I was like, please, please don't cry, Nathan. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. You got choked up. I was like, you did get choked up. Oh, no. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> the and tears. I did not see it coming. And I was all of a sudden I heard your voice and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I have to keep it together. I got to keep it together. No, if you would just if you had started crying, I would have just turned off the recording and cried like full out like bald. <laughs> we'll just have a crying session. We'll start recording again. Oh, yeah. horrible, guys! Horrifying. That's a, that's an awful one, guys. That's so that's that. <laughs> we chose this. I mean, I did. We, we chose to make a true crime podcast. Well, that's what Tyler said. So you remember when I was like, his face was like, I I laughed because like. It wasn't funny that I cried, or it's not, then the case is definitely not funny. Yeah. But, like, when I started crying, Tyler was like, what are you, what, what are you doing? Like, are you, what's happening to you? Are you okay? And I, and I was like, this is so upsetting. And, da, da, da. and Tyler goes, this is the life you've chosen. <laughs> I was like, wow, babe. Thanks for your support. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we this did. Is, this is the profession you've chosen. I was doesn't, like, God damn it. Doesn't mean it's not going to be heavy. No, doesn't God mean that like it. this stuff does up uh, this. Like we talked about with your case, this stuff does upset us. Yeah. It shows me that I'm not completely dead inside. Hi, right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my soul isn't completely black. I know. It's, it's things like this that make you realize a lot. Man. That, and that whole thing just made me so angry. The whole <laughs> thing. The fact that they were they were married for like 25 years. The fact that like 22 of those years they were able to murder people without anybody knowing it. Didn't, people didn't notice. The fact that Rena was missing for so How was he able to get long. married? Well, it's. I thought about that too. You said when you said that he got remarried to Rosemary, I was like, "Wait a second. You said he never got divorced from Rena. But I guess he could claim that she'd been missing for a long. Maybe time. Maybe he could be like, or "Yeah, she ran away, and I, I haven't seen her. I don't know where she is. Yeah, I don't think she's coming back. You know, I mean, he could talk his way out of anything. Exactly. Unfortunately, we just answered our own question there. <laughs> yeah, I think he talked his way out of that. I think you're right. I think he did. He probably just was like. And I mean, I feel like, isn't it after, like, a certain point that you're missing that, like, you get declared, like, legally dead? I think so. I don't think she was dead that long. But I, it depends, because, I mean, I don't know. I know that's a thing in America. Yeah, I don't know. Guys, tell I, us. I was going to say, UK listeners, if you have some insight. <laughs> how he could have pulled that off. I don't know. We say we don't know too much about. I mean, and it was also... What it w- you said it was the nineteen seventies, so things were different then too. Yeah, there could be quite a few explanations. That's that's sad. That's a that's a heartbreaking case. <coughs> you okay? <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> choking on myself. It's great. Man, guys. <coughs> anyway, Nicole. Where can they find us? <laughs> if they even want to find us after this <laughs> one. Um, uh, yeah. Stick around for more depressing topics. Um, 
So we have lots of social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. We are on YouTube, guys. Type in that little search bar of yours, Buzzkiller colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. We should pop right up. And just so you guys know, the more you subscribe to us on YouTube, the we can, as long as we hit, I just bounced the microphone off my face. <laughs> <laughs> I like elbowed it and like slapped it into my mouth. Because I apologize if you just heard that. But um, the more subscribers we get, um, as long as we hit 100, you can get a personalized URL. So you no longer have to try and search for us. You can yeah. just type that URL right in and we'll be able to pop right up. So hit that subscribe button, guys. It means a lot to us. Thank uh, you for liking and subscribing. <laughs> is it per Ryan? Thank you for liking and subscribing. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and then if you want to listen to us, you know, we are on almost every streaming platform that you can find. Um, so we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, we are on Amazon Music. Music. I always forget. Which is also it's audible. It's also audible. We are on iHeartRadio, we are on Pandora, we are on Google Podcasts, and we are on our host platform, Podbean. Podbean. And I think that's all of them. Or you can listen on our website. Yeah, you can listen on our website, which is www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. <laughs> and um, on our website, you know, there's a little page. You can read a little bit about each one of us. Um, you can, like Macy said, you can listen. Um, there's a whole page dedicated to all the wines we drink. Yep. It tells you a little bit about each wine. You see pictures of the bottles and because honestly we choose 90% of our wines based on the name and the label. We always uh, go to the wine store and people are like, um, you've walked up the aisles like four times. Can we help you with something? <laughs> we, we've really had, we had, didn't we have one guy once be like, he asked us like three times. Are you sure you don't need help? We were like, we're just looking for spooky bottles. Thanks. <laughs> we have really specific things in mind. So we have to go up and down every aisle like four times before we decide exactly which ones we want. But Mama V <laughs> bought me some spooky wines this week. So thank you, Mama V. Wait. Mama V, those look fantastic. Mama <laughs> we, Mama V did a fantastic job with some wines this week. I was like, thank you, Mom. <laughs> Um, but our website also has a contact page on it. So if you're interested in writing in, oh, everything from just saying hi to sending us a topic suggestion for a month, sending us a story you want us to cover, sending us a theory about something we've already discussed, mm -hmm. um, anything you've got to say, you know, even if you're just a listener being like, you know, I'm from the UK and you pronounced this name wrong. Please tell me. Please tell us. I don't know. Be nice about it, but please tell us. No, I, don't. <laughs> I, I, I am open to constructive criticism. <laughs> I will add an addendum to this and be like, I said, all these names are wrong. This is how they are actually said. Here you go. Say, guys, we're from America. You know, we're not. If, if something's outside this country, I struggle through the Atlas Pass. Yeah. So <laughs> it, learning how to pronounce other languages is not I mean, and I'm easy. sure like. Like your lake was <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> say it again. I can't say it. Lake Chagagog, man Chagagog, do you want I was like, doop -de -doop -de -doo. that was something that I learned in the third grade, and my teacher taught us how to say it. And when I got to fifth grade, 
I don't, I honestly, I can't tell you anything about why I learned it, what brought it up again. I just remember this happened. I got to fifth grade and it was me and two other kids that I had that third grade class with. And my teacher was talking about the lake and she was like, can anybody pronounce it? And it was me and three kids from that. It was, we were all from that class. We were like, heck yeah, we can. And she was so impressed that she called the other teacher on the phone and was like, listen to your past students and like made us say it for her over the phone. And our teacher was so impressed. I loved, I love my third grade teacher and my fifth grade teacher. They were so great. That's so cool. (laughs) That's a Massachusetts thing. It's literally Wake, Lake, Wake, Lake Webster is what they call it instead. And it's Why? funny because I live, I live, I don't live in Massachusetts anymore. So no, it's hard. You for wouldn't me. be right here with me. <laughs> if that was, was true. Say, it's hard for me to get past that. Like I used to, I lived, used to live in Massachusetts and I say, I still live there, but I lived all of 20 minutes from it. Mm. It wasn't far down really? the road. And you can ask Ryan, my boyfriend, yeah. when we moved, my GPS actually took us past it and they have a big store and it's got like fishing stuff. Oh, cool. And it's like a big convenience kind of like almost like a Bass Pro Shop, like a convenience store and like a little bit of art, everything else. And it's right on the lake and it has the the name. It says Lake Shargagag, Manchagagag, Gagamag, and it's in big letters, <laughs> big bright neon signs. That's sign. so long. It's huge. <laughs> I kid you not. This store is massive. I'm dying. But it's, yeah, that's Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, guys, um, send us some love. Send us some notes. Send us. Send us whatever Guys, you want. write us some reviews. We want to hear from yes, you. Yes, yes. Write us a review. Um, if um, you guys want to write us a review, right now, the only place you can review us. Two places. Two places? Where's the other place? There's, it's, so, Apple Podcasts and then Amazon. Oh, um, can you on Amazon? Yes, you Great. can review on Amazon. Everywhere else, you can't really review. I mean, fa- uh, YouTube allows you to give like a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, but follow, we don't. Whatever. We don't really refer to that. Um, we had some spam issues with YouTube, so like comments are off and everything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We try. If you want to leave us a review, iTunes slash Apple Podcast, and then Amazon Music. If you guys um write us a review, we will read it. On the podcast, we might even post like a screenshot of, of it and, and yeah, and be like, "Hey, thank you for the Thanks love." For the love. So, um, yeah, you know how all of this stuff is internet based. So, <laughs> give us some internet love. We would appreciate it. <laughs> um, we also have some really cool things in the works. Yes, we're gonna discuss them once everything becomes final. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are really excited about some things that are coming up. Um. And we are also excited because Nicole is episode 30. I can't believe we're at episode 30. I know. And Nicole's it, at episode 30. And it blows my mind because it's like, we say episode 30, but that's not including like the our, minis. our minis. And the and, and the coffee runs, s- which we are planning. Mama V is included in. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Nicole <laughs> just smacked her face with her microphone again. Um. Mama V is going to be included in one of our coffee runs this summer. Yes. And we're really excited for you to meet Mama V. And something I'd love to do, you know, you guys, if you're really interested in the coffee runs, I am a photographer, so, like, I'll take pictures. Yeah. And we'll get it really interactive. So it's more than just an episode. It'll be something that, like, there'll be pictures on Instagram so you can see, you can look at what we're well, talking pl- about. Well, the place we're that we're planning it, like, to go to um, is, like, there's like 
like a store or like a restaurant inside. So we're planning on doing our coffee run, walking around the property, going to eat. Yep. We might not record our whole <laughs> meal. We'll probably take some pictures of ourselves. But like we'll probably <laughs> take pictures of ourselves. But then we also want to talk about the actual location itself exactly in a separate episode so some of these coffee runs will have their own minis that go with them yes um which was you know like we had john jamowski he wasn't a mini but (laughs) and uh what did you say i just had an idea oh well we'll talk about it i'll talk about it (laughs) we're not gonna talk about it with you guys i just had such a big brain like brain blast blast. jimmy neutron (laughs) Oh, I love it. Anyway, guys, we are almost done with um, Killer Couples, and we'll be starting our, I mean, we haven't even talked about what our next month is, but. We do this every time. We're like, oh, crap, there's another topic we have to do. Well, I'm going to decide after, like, I'm going to talk to you about it after this so that I can start researching so that I'm not a procrastinating asshole anymore. Because this was really stressful on me this week. So, um, in the Snedeker case, I was like, a week and a half, I was like, done. And yeah. I was like, cool, I can relax now. But exactly. I was like working up until last night, getting shit in there. And I was like, ooh. I've done that a few times. <laughs> I've been like, oh, my God, why did I do this to myself? I'm literally working on notes until like 10 minutes before yeah, ten, I yes. to your house. I'm like, son of a bitch, Nicole, you're better than this. <laughs> you're better than this. We want to get to a point, guys, where this is all we have to do. I is hope research. It. So I hope that day comes soon. One day. We'll get there. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys so much. Thank you for all of your support. Remember to like and subscribe and to send us some love, some cases, some topics, whatever you want to do, just some theories. Um and <laughs> I've just hit my microphone like eight times in the last like 10 that minutes. Four times. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, we will be back at you next week with episode 30, and we're really excited about it. And um, everything she just said. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye, Buzzy. Uh.